What's up, man? How you doing? Are we live? We are live. I'm about to start some music. I just wanted to say that first real quick. Cause, uh, you need a you need an opening theme song. I'm getting one. I got it. Man. It's right here. Okay. Welcome back, everybody, to the Turn Left Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Ayers. Uh, with me today, very special guest, Chris Phillips in the house. Say what's up, buddy. Oh, Ethan, thank you for having me. Oh, no it's problem, buddy. It's a pleasure buddy. being here. I've been I looking to, forward to I had to, to squirm through the wires like uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Down, but it was it's Yeah, it's nice like in the movies where they got here. the laser set up and you got to fish through there. That's it's what it's okay, like getting man. over there. It's yeah, like, so if you don't have to get up and do anything, that you know, you're fine, I think. Now that you're back there, you're back there. Well, as long as I don't have to pee. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm over 50. So I forgot to ask you that first. I'm good. I'm okay, good. Cool. I was prepared. Cool. You, you do that. All right. Uh, we'll get right into it. This episode is sponsored by Sarah K. Speed Shots and On Point Woodworks. Uh, go like and share their Facebook pages, um, the official sponsors of the Turn Left Podcast. Um, I got a couple questions for you. Do you want to open up with some sponsors first or anything, or... It's up to oh, you. We can close it. it. I'm sure we have, we have time to talk about that. But All right. Um, so we talked a little bit before this. What have you been up to? You said you got a lot of plans for this season. What do you got going oh, wow. on? Oh, wow. Yeah, we have a whole bunch. Um, well, uh, to, to back up a little bit, you know, we were getting prepared. We had the after-hours car uh, built by Ryan Burroughs, after-hours fabrication. Fantastic fast car, south side car. Mm-hmm. And uh, – Anyway, Dave Atkinson, I don't know if you know Dave Atkinson. Owns, I know the name, yeah. Owns Southampton Speedway, uh, A&A Contractors. Ooh, shout out A&A. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Dave. I don't know him personally, but I, I know the name. I think I might be friends with him on Facebook or something. Does he have Facebook? No, no. He still has a flip phone, man. But uh, he really I know does. the name, though, I do. He really does. He has a flip phone. When you, when you text him, he's one of those guys you get the K. Yeah, yeah. It's like, is he mad at me? No, it's no, just because it's, it's like A B C. Yeah, yeah. D E F C C C to able to type one letter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Dave, he's a uh, God. I love that guy. He's uh, larger than life. That's all I was saying. He he got with us last year, so so Southside shut down. Yeah. And we were like, man, what are we gonna do? You know, because uh, Southside Motor and it's just a different car. And I was like, man, I don't know what we're gonna do. So I called up Dave. And we were standing in his garage, and I knew he had those three late models that were pretty much left over from his days when he was running with Nick Smith and Sammy Houston. They had that deal going on. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, Dave, I said, I don't even know what I'm doing here. He goes, I know why you're here, man. Which one do you want? He goes, you should have showed up with the trailer. Dang. So uh, so we, we showed up with the trailer, and we grabbed the – it was an A and E chassis. It was an older chassis, but it was a decent car. And what's this address? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we we put that thing together and uh, we ran some races at Dominion because Southside was done, and I just really did not want Mason Bailey to not have to run at all yeah, or not get to run it, at all. I mean, he needs to race. Yeah. he needs to race. I want him racing 
as much as he can race. You know, he's he's really a. So that was a different car than your Southside car. Oh yeah, Southside car was it was sitting there ready to go for Southside Speedway and to open back up. No track. So uh, so we threw that car together really quickly and uh, Dave he uh, he bought us a Kowalski Harrington. We chucked it over in the hole and we ran there and it was. I mean, we were. Floating seventh to twelfth, just uh, you know, just didn't have the stuff. And Dave, he's used to winning, so he's like, "What do we need to do to win?" I'm like, "Well, Dave, you know, the- it's a stacked field too." Not only that, you, you, the the guys you're messing with in late model at Dominion, those guys, they're like the top eleven teams. They're like professional national teams. points champions. Right. They, they Josh show up. They show up like that. Yeah, they show up with tractor and trailers and fully paid staff. That's what they do for a living. You know, yeah. we're we're some guy operating out of a, you know, we're small time, if you think about it. Yeah, compared to that, especially. Exactly. So uh, I was like, Dave, I was like, you know, we, your car is great. Thank you. It's nice, but it's not going to run with these guys. Yeah. And he says, what is, what is he running? What is Peyton Sellers running? <laughs> so, well, he's got a, I think he's got a brand new Hedgecock. Yeah. His chassis, his setup, bigger motor probably, or oh, yeah. more oh, expensive motor. He calls Hedgecock Racing and buys a brand spanking new car. Ooh. So we're really excited. Uh, you know, we, we are, we're coming out the gate with, with Big D back, and it's his car. Mm-hmm. But uh, that makes me team manager, but I'm cool with that too, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, brand spanking new Hedgecock. I mean, it is a beautiful machine. I, I spent the other night, I spent about an hour. Are there any pictures out of it yet, or is it all? No, we don't want to show that. I don't blame you. But it, I wished I could. It's so beautiful. You show me right after the show, me personally. I will. All right. But I'm telling you, uh, I spent about an hour just laying underneath the thing, just looking at it, <laughs> staring at it. You know, Appreciating it. You yeah. know the deal. Usually so, I don't do it from underneath of them. Usually I just kind of stare, stare back. Oh, I, I was underneath it, around it, in it. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool, but... Uh, <laughs> Golly, it's just you have to pinch yourself yeah. to to just imagine we we have such so we have you know we have no excuses we have to perform this year and uh you know Tyler Hughes he's a he's a great driver yeah. himself yeah. well great team his, and everything well Performer. his his uh I think his team folded or his driver got I mean his owner got out of it hmm. so we called him up and we've hired him really. To, do our setup and pretty much crew chief the car. Wow. Uh, Tyler Hughes Motorsports. He's trying to get that going. He's he's helping a bunch of different one, people, and but I think we're like his main guy, and, and you know, it's, it's a pretty cool deal. Hopefully so it should he, work out. I mean, that's also, too, I guess he's trying to lean into not just being a driver, but also trying to exactly. kind of like Calvish Motorsports he's or something like guy, that. He's a smart guy, man. I watched him. I watched How he, old is he? I think he's the same age as Mason. They're, they're like 23. Wow. And they... They click. You can see when they're talking. They speak the same language, and uh, just watching them go around the car. And uh, now, I I used to know. I used to actually know something about a race car, probably oh three oh four. But yeah, man, they're over my head so anymore. Back when there were simpler times. Yeah, I, I just I just uh, you just gotta know your limitations. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. just gotta know where you where you're strong and where you're not. And and yeah, mine me, was grand stock. Well, everybody wants to be a chassis guy, you know, yeah. and that's not my strength. Yeah, What's well, so technical nowadays, it's not like you can make any car fast with a good driver and a good setup. That was kind of the way it was back then. You know. Maybe 20, it, it, 
maybe 30 years ago, but they still, do so it's not much, like that now. They do so much weird stuff to them now. I don't even want to know. I just, you know, what what my strength is, I think I'm good. I've always been good at, at finding sponsorship and being able to put a team together and, and just just all the logistics of it and, um, you know, know enough to probably just be dangerous Yeah, setting one up. So y'all are focusing on Dominion, y'all running points? We are. We're going to run for the points championship. And like I said, with Tyler, a brand-new car, brand-new motor, um, great team, great driver, we don't have any excuses to not run well. Already got sponsorship and everything, oh, or are yeah. we still looking for more? Oh, I mean, we always can take yeah. more, but, you know, we have – Got any uh, spots open? A&A, A &A, <laughs> he's the big guy, you know, D Big Dave, he's he's the main guy. Uh we have Hernandez contractors on there. Um, she Mayor Electric. Uh, it, it a, a lot of different sponsors. Let me see if I can see on there. I'm always maybe double spot. ups. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Doesn't matter. It, it's it's Dave's car. It could could use cool. some more sponsors if if anybody's interested. But you've got enough for right now. It sounds like hopefully. Yeah, we're good. Um, we're also talking about. Oh yeah, where's Tito? You didn't bring Tito. Man. I didn't mean to scare you off. I just I didn't know. I, I didn't know you know said Chihuahua, was, but I'm like, but he, a would, lot of he would have sat here for the whole thing, just freaking yeah, out. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm his. I'm his. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Your, his therapy human. Uh huh. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. The reverse. Poor guy, man. He was. Uh, I love my little. I love my little Tito. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. But he was. Uh, he was. Yeah, it's all that uh, Patrick asked if you were bringing him. I'm like, this is a famous dog that I almost didn't allow over here or something. Oh man, I wish I brought him now. No, no, no it doesn't matter either but, way. I was just like I said when I said that. I'm like, I'm a little worried because my dog is just, dude. She'll knock over everything in here. And I know you said it was Chihuahua, but I was like, oh, but you said she'd be sitting in your lap. I'm like, oh, that's fine then. Uh, he's he's freaked out all the time, and he was he was in a puppy mill for like. Four years. Oh wow! I mean, from the time he was a, a he was a stud dog. He's got a freaking unit that, that long. <laughs> Which for a chihuahua, that's half his body. I mean, if it was, he's packing that heat, huh? like, he, He's got a gun. Dang. He's got a gun. So, nice. but uh, but anyway, uh, well, now I'm glad for different reasons you didn't bring him <laughs> over. You know, we don't need no chihuahua. Man, the, the uh, Australian Shepherd spent, mixes. The poor guy spent four years. The first four years of his life stuck in a crate. Um, I hate when and they would bring him up. out to to breed him. When I got the guy, he had he had had his balls cut off. He had like nine teeth pulled. Had he was less than six pounds. Had worms, hair falling out, and just four months. Man, he's just he didn't even know how to be a dog. He's, that's all, that's all, how long you've had him is only four months. Just over four months. Okay. Yeah. I'm already attached. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, well, yeah. Fans already know about him, and I was—I oh, didn't know if it was like a race dog I'm or something to, like that that you bring around the track I'm last year. I'm trying to figure out how I can bring him to the track without it being a pain, but I don't know. He can be your therapy dog. Or you can be his therapy human. And it's, he, does it work same? Either or. Yeah, it's yeah. Say, I think we we are therapy for each other, man. Getting a little card, I think. But um, all right. And you used to play some music too, or you still do? No, the way my life has always kind of worked is is you, either I'm racing or playing in a band, and it was and it, the times when I've tried to do both, I've kind of been it's it's been rough or hard to do both, and you know close yeah, to getting that's for a, retirement close to getting a divorce because you're never at home. You're either practicing, playing, or at the racetrack or something, and um. You know, I've done that. I started out when I was like 18 years old playing in heavy metal, hard rock bands, then moved to like 
alternative country. My last band was a band called Workhorse Blue. We we, we were pretty damn good. Yeah? I thought so, yeah. I mean, top-notch players. It's, it's different when you're in a band when you're in your, you know, like your 40s than you are when you're 18 or 19 because everybody comes in, they know their stuff. Yeah. You know, and everybody's a seasoned pro. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and you also did some announcing too, right? Track announcing? Oh, jeez. I didn't interview. I didn't interview you in Victory Lane, but I did get the chance to interview Chapman. That's what he told me. He said that you're his good luck charm. He every single every time, time that you've he, announced, he's won every single time. I love that guy. But I uh, wasn't racing back then, for the record. You know, say oh, that. Okay, yeah. Well, I wasn't racing you cars. Back That's then. right. Yeah. I was in a different division, what but I didn't running, win that night. Who were you running then? Probably street stocks or grand stocks. Street stocks. Yeah. I loved that division when it was first out. The street stocks, but. It it become a period of time when it was that, that class become dangerous, mm-hmm. because remember it was it started out as enduros. Yeah. Okay, and remember enduros was what three flags, green flag, uh, red flag, red flag, checker flag. Checkered flag. That was it. Yeah. And if you wrecked on the track, well, what happened is that was that's not well and good when you have seventy five cars. More than that, when my dad's first started doing it, it was right. one hundred and fifty of them. But, like but when the cars started falling off, there was they would be flying around there, and some of these guys would be broken down on the side of the track. Yeah, they would leave them out on the track. It would too. not be good. Yeah, it would not be good. And uh, you know, it was a good thing they finally made it a legit division for a while. But uh, yeah, when I first started, it wasn't green flag, red flag, but it was I think fifty or seventy-five laps, and it was still my first race was like thirty-eight, forty cars or something. It was a lot, and then it dwindled all the way down to where the final season that was. Um, there was maybe 10 cars. I think our biggest race had like 14 cars. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that it died down like that. But it's no different than um, the Grand Stocks died down real bad, too. You know, so they, got, they, how, they let them totally get out of control. It, how that happens. I don't know what's the root cause of. Uh, oh, I know what happened. As far as the Grand Stocks, yeah, they just got let them get totally Dan Rogers beat the crap out of everybody. Well, it wasn't that. It was, um, you know, they started allowing late model bodies and everything like that. Right. He. he Kept a traditional body and was running with the late model bodies for a long time. It wasn't up until like the final season. Jennifer called me up. I probably ought not, but I'll tell it. Jennifer calls me up. She's like, Do you think that guy Dan is just, what is he doing? Is he cheating? I said, I said, I don't think he's cheating. I said, I think the guy, he actually works on his car. I said, The rest of these dudes don't unload their car until probably Wednesday. Yeah, and his uh, crew chief, who um, he's coming on in a couple weeks, and I think he's coming with him. His crew chief used to be a big-time crew chief, I think, or something like that somewhere. I don't even know his name off the top of my head, so don't ask me exactly where. But uh, he had a really good crew chief. I knew that. Not that Dan's not a great driver and everything, but the combination of both of those things were, you know, hard to beat. Yeah, well, I mean, he's – Obviously. They, they they were racing at a top-notch level yeah. at that division. And if you want to win, you know, you got you to gotta work. Yeah, I mean, Austin Dodge was the only one there. that was running with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, they just got, in my opinion, uh, out of control with the bodies and the different. Just they tried to just make so many rules. Well, it started they, costing too much money. Were they piling weight on his car or something last year? They started doing that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've always done that in the street stocks. They did that, and I started. It was the Mike Gano rule, is what it was kind of named. Mike Gano rule. Right. Um, they started just adding weight and adding weight and stuff like that. But he used to be fun to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come from last because they also started the rule. Um, the Mike Gano other rule was if you win a race at all that year, you have to start in the back, the rest of the season. Oh, so, like I, I like got lucky and like won a, like the second race of the year one year and had to start last every race the rest of the year. 
you, you get a lot of experience passing cars when you do that. Yeah, tearing up stuff too. Um, okay, but um, so you announced a little bit, and obviously we talked about how Chapman won. Man, but did you enjoy that or? I loved announcing, and I got to tell you, all right, I've sang in bands, I've screamed in heavy metal bands, uh-huh. and I've never been as tired as I was after announcing races. And I got to tell you, this is a great story. Okay. My neighbor is Joe Kelly, and and Joe Kelly and I, we were we are somehow connected in this world because there's so many parallels in our life. Um, I lived in Hillier Road Apartments. He literally lived two apartments down from me. Yeah. Right. Wow. How long and ago was this? I was a, I was probably. 11, 10 okay, or 11 okay. years old. Real young. And then, he, and then he moved to Ackley Avenue, So, and I'm on Sedgemore in, in Brooklyn Gardens, mm-hmm. and their backyards nearly back up to each other. So, so then, so then he, you know, he's in my neighborhood. You know, he's, I've, I've sang on CDs. He's got his little CD where he does recitations. Uh, <laughs> he's into racing. I'm into racing. Um, and, and anyway, so long story short, he was this is this is a great story. He uh he takes and 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 Sue when she took over after uh uh what was his name that was running, I forget, but Irv. After Irv got done with it and, and she she took over and she was running it, she needed an announcer because mm. something was going on with Buck, he couldn't do it, I forget. So she calls up Joe Kelly and Joe Kelly says no, Sue, I really can't do it. But there's this kid that I've known my whole life. His name is is Chris Phillips. I think he would make a really good announcer. He he's in a racing family. He's he's been around it, and 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 I think he would make a really good announcer. So she goes through the the roster and she calls Chris Phelps. Oh gosh! All right, this is true. All right, so she calls Chris Phelps and says Joe Kelly said you would be a great announcer. And Chris was like, hmm. I don't think I've ever talked to Joe, but maybe once or twice in my life. But really, yeah, okay. This well, he ends up getting episode. the gig, and he ended oh up he he did a great job. He announced for like two or three years, and wow, he did a fantastic job. And uh, it's just really funny. And then and then of course later on we laughed about the whole thing. And then uh, she had a need for an announcer. And I think she she got me to do it for like six races, and uh, man, I couldn't figure out what to. do. How to do it, and I'm thinking, how do you do that? How do you, you know? How do you just talk? Pretty much, just have to stay talking, kind of like. Would, well, you know what I did? This is what I said. I said, I think how I'm going to do this is I'm going to pretend like I'm on a, the telephone and I'm speaking to somebody and I'm describing to them exactly what's going on mm. on the racetrack. It's good. And thought process, and, and that, it helped. It helped out. Really? I mean, yeah, that's what I did. And Buck, he was a big help. He came up there and he put together like this book for me and everything, and and he was a huge help. Yeah. So, but you enjoyed it for the most part. What was the most challenging part? Just trying to think of like trying to fill the void of time. And were you doing it by yourself? Is it usually because I guess at Southside no, it's usually was, a single? No, announcer. I was doing it. I was doing it by myself. It was. Uh, See, if they had two of them, it would help a lot. Well, you know, this was. I, I, I was very proud of some things that I brought to the announcement that I wish some people would do. Okay, all right, because I I, I, I wanted to try it like next year at Southside. If, well, you know they would have been racing. I wanted to try to announce. Well, the race. well, here's what I used to do. I would get there, you know, I would get there early, and I would start doing interviews. Really, at like, I mean, at 
soon as I got there. Four or something. I mean, it would be early, you know, and, and, and uh, before anybody was there. And I remember went up to Billy Morris, and Billy Morris was like, nobody's here. I'm like, what do you mean nobody's here? I was like, there's probably 400 people or more here. Yeah. So, you know, while everybody's there during the day, so I would interview people, man. And, that, and, and I mean, what opportunity does a guy that's, you know, a ninth place U-car guy ever get to speak to somebody? And I would, I would literally try to interview every single driver. Yeah, because not everybody's going to end up in victory lane. And, and it's, it's what I love the best was uh, you could go to some guy, like I said, street stock guy. He's... He's a 10th place street stock guy, and you go up and you interview oh, him. I'm offended now. They'll snap into, they'll snap right into their Jimmy Johnson yeah. mode. You know what I mean? I like to take my sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got no shirt on. It's yeah, great, yeah. man. And 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 I would do that, and I would try and interview every single body. And and then I, I, I the other thing I tried to do is I had like theme music. Is like. Um, I would try and get the crowd going with the Who Let the Dogs Out and get some music happening. That's pretty cool. That's a good and idea. And some things That's going. what Dominion does that really yeah, hates just, up the crowd. just like. get the crowd going. Make it a show. And uh, and then one of the other things that I, I like that I that I did that um, I wish they would do is uh, I like to dress nice. You know, I would always wear a tie or something. That's because, cool. well, the reason is, is you, you know, you, all right, you're, you're trying to, in racing, you're trying to attract big money sponsors okay yeah. you're trying to get these guys here and you got some get some guy with a ball cap on and a t-shirt he's doing the victory lane interview no make it give it some legitimacy you know what i mean look like look like you're bruce buffer wears a tuxedo or whatever doesn't he the ufc commentator well, uh, let's get ready to run yeah, yeah, he does too, yeah. yeah his brother is the ufc commentator. oh is he i yeah. didn't know that they didn't even know each other until they were like 30 years old Really? Dad, different, two different moms. That's, awesome. that's a crazy YouTube story I'll send you. That's a great story. I like yeah, yeah. He like heard his brother's that. name on TV, and he's like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if we're Ken. I like that guy. And then Did he the, ended up, he's like, I want to be a boxing announcer, too, once they was met. Was it the 23 and me just send the, the DNA <laughs> Something off? like that. Like, you might be related to what? 23 and me back then was just, you go ask your dad, and he's like, yeah, by the way, you do have a brother that's 20 years older than you. Hey, or whatever. why are you joking? That happened to me. Really? Oh, my old man died. When he died, it came out, he had another daughter. But that's a whole other podcast we'll yeah, do yeah. yeah unless you want to do it now i, but I don't a, want to dwell a, too deep I ended, on up, that. I ended up having a sister i didn't know about so okay that's so cool. it does happen but uh but yeah anyway I, I i really enjoyed the announcing races and uh you know i'm just obviously i'm a guy that that's usually not at a loss for words sure and i yeah, I try to tell you before i'm like if you talk the whole time that's fine <laughs> i'll just sit here and listen <laughs> it makes it so much easier on me yeah. anyway but um Oh, it was pretty cool. I, I like that. It was fun. Um, well, back into racing, like currently, um, y'all, you're just focusing on this because back at Southside, oh, you no, had a couple man, cars. We got I'll man, say. and they're stable. We have uh, under all right, my my racing company is Alpha Sports Marketing. Okay, okay. Little Go like and share. For, yeah. for anybody that's trying to get money for racing, do not put motorsports in the name of their business. Wow. Never do that. What's your name of yours? Alpha Sports Marketing. Ooh. Okay. We're selling advertisement on mm -hmm. a race car. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's. I mean, essentially, that's what you are. You're a marketing firm. You're selling advertisement. Yeah. You put motorsports in it. It makes sense. I'm just now thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, I learned that like. If you put motorsports in it, though, sorry, I cut you off. Well, a lot of times uh, when you're trying to, to 
pitch to a you know a possible sponsor, they're thinking you're just trying to get them to pay for your hobby. Okay, this is what it boils down to. Oh yeah, you want me to pay for your fun? No, yeah, I don't think so. But uh, it gets into like, oh, you're gonna be you but, know putting it into your dirt bike or something, right? You know what I mean, like, but yeah. but under our umbrella, we have uh, golly, we have we have six late models sitting there. Yeah, and when I made the promo, I wasn't even sure which car to put on there. I didn't even put up Mason Bailey's on there because it didn't have like I was just putting C.R. Phillips cars. Well, so I went through the thing and I'm like, well, I want to put Mason Bailey's on there, but I don't really know what I don't really know the logistics of all that. Well, so, well, well, Mason, I mean, '05 obviously at Dominion with A and A and Dave and all. That's that's the that's that's the main picture, but the main guy, the main thing going on. But it doesn't diminish the other things you have going on. You said you got six cars, six stables? Well, we have six. We, in, under our umbrella, we have six late models, um, two uh, Virginia Motor Speedway Sportsmans, and one legend car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, with the late models, two of them are Dave's, four of them are mine. Right, one of them is the A&E chassis I talked about. That's That's going to sit there. Ready to run if we have to run it. Okay. And uh, and then we still have the after hours chassis, which I've ordered a, a motor from Lewis Bard, LA Engineering. Um, I'm having a having him build me a Harrington. We're going to put that in it. And uh, this is kind of new. Uh, we might try a race or two at Langley. I don't know. Oh. Um, um, that after hours piece is a it's a badass piece, but uh. We're going to try, maybe try and do Langley, and then I have my other cars, the 20 that my brother, Sonny Allen, drives. Okay, that's your brother? He's my brother. Same mama, different daddy. Okay. You know, which, well, I'll go and tell you something about him in a minute as well, but uh, Sonny and then Roy Hendricks. Oh, this is great, man. Roy. Oh, I know Roy. Roy is going to. Is, I don't know if he knows me. I don't, he might. He probably does. He knows everybody, man. Coolest guy you will ever. I know. I've talked to him a couple meet, times. Man, he did just... the exhaust on my grand stock, and I talked to him for a while while he did it. You know, and told it... him about like the NASCAR games I play in. You know, his dad's got like right on the loading right. screens. It's like who's won the most ever races at Martinsville, and his dad technically has. He's got like twenty one wins there in modified. Well, I will say this: it is a travesty that Ray Hendrick is not in the Hall of Fame. That's just yeah. ridiculous. That's criminal. It's ri- it's ridiculous. Who's getting arrested? We're calling the police. But you know anybody been nominated at least before? Or? I'm not How even does that sure. Work? I'm not even sure. But it's just it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he's probably won more races. I mean, he was the guy. This is interesting. Back in back in that time frame, the modifies were the feature division. Yeah. Okay. And that that era of racing and and the the uh, stock cars that Richard Petty and all those guys were the Xfinity series or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, they were. They were the family sedans racing, but the reason they ended up getting all the attention in NASCAR was because the manufacturers got behind them and started dumping money into them. them. But the modifiers were the badasses. They were the fastest. You could modify them, do whatever you wanted to. Exactly. And basically, Richard Petty was probably wishing he was Ray Hendricks back in the day. Really? (laughs) Yes. That was how that was how it worked out. But uh, but anyhow. I don't know. It's just it's a shame that he, he's not in there. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody tag Roy Hendricks. See if we can get him watching. Well, tell him he's got to scroll back though to be able to hear what we just said. Talking well, Roy, uh, Roy, it's funny how that story happened. Um, Roy's son Chuck is married to uh, my neighbor two doors down at the river. Okay. So uh, Chuck, he's a trip. I mean, he he really is a trip. 
Well, we've become fast friends, and then, um, and uh, so he and my brother Sonny, man, it's funny as hell when you see them. You know, yeah, they're they're like waist deep in the water drinking beer. You know what I mean? And and you, they're both lit. And and you go by there and Chuck, he's and my brother Sonny, he's like real quiet. He's he's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can leave and come back like two hours later. And it'd be the same thing. Like Jay and going, Silent Bob. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, how the the Roy Hendricks thing came about was, uh, and this worked out great. Um, uh, Chuck, he calls me up. We have a we have a lot on the river that you know that is set up for an RV and all this stuff. So Chuck, he calls me up because, hey man, you think you think it'd be cool if my dad parked his his motorhome on your lot? Um, one weekend, I was like, "Oh, really, Roy Hendricks? Yeah, parked his RV on my lot. Hell yeah, so, yeah, hell yeah." I, so I, you know, I'm nervous. I'm like, "Ooh, this Roy Hendricks is going to park." His- Had you ever met him at the time? Well, I met him just In casually, passing. you know what I mean, but never really carried on much of a conversation. Well, it worked out great because the weekend that he he came and parked his RV, the weekend prior to that, um. We had won. Mason had won. It was the Legends Night, and uh, I think Bobby Allison was there, and it was just you know, and they had, they paraded all the old cars around yeah. there, and he had Christine the Firebird. Legends Night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah Legends. Yeah, you Night. said that. My bad. I was thinking but, of Legends the cars. I'm like, right. Well, no. No. What's that mean? But anyway, um, the car that Roy whipped ass in back in like I think it was ninety one, ninety two. That car was called Christine. They named their cars. Yeah. And it I've had that, that had the blue interior and. Yep. Right, and it was red with the black nose and the black tail. That car 80s was... 80s Camaro-type look? Yes, yep. yes. Well, anyway, uh, well, Roy had taken and, and he had found that car and restored it back to its original form. And uh, so we're sitting on the screen porch when he goes, you know, he comes by the the uh, the river, and I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of shooting the breeze. He's like, oh, yeah, y'all look good, man. Mason, he can wheel. He's a good guy. He goes, I tell you what, man. He said... Uh, he said, um, I goosed Christine a couple times going around, and he goes, I, 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 think, I think he could still run with y'all. And I was like, no, I'm sorry, Roy, <laughs> it won't. He said, and he goes, oh, well, yeah, I know. I know things have changed a whole lot. I said, but. They keep I, up, though, I, I, said, like- I, said, I said, I bet the driver could still get around there if he wanted. Probably. And he said, he said, you know, if, if I thought I could get into a car, that could run with Chris Dotson. I'd love to run some races. I said, Roy, my cars beat him from time to time. Yeah. I said, they don't just run with it. And, man, I seen the look in his eye, and I knew. I said, uh-oh. So I called up Chuck. I said, man, you think your old man could still get around? He was like, hell, yeah, he can drive Southside Speedway with his eyes closed. Yeah. So uh, I called up Roy. I said, Roy, I'm going to build a car for you, and we're going to we're gonna make it a, a – Christine too. So I took this chassis. I remember this now. Did blue interior. It's red with the black nose and the black tail, but it's a modern version of the car yeah. that he ready to rock. Yeah. Um I had a it was an old Creech chassis that I had, nice center section about a two thousand two, but it was older. But I had uh Ryan Burrow that after hours he hacked the clip off, put a brand new clip on it, we sandblasted it and it's it's a really nice car. I mean, it. It's, it's Did he really ever not. get to run it? Well, no. Southside, it's sitting there, 
probably 95% ready to go testing. I remember seeing maybe pictures of it. it it's at uh, Skippy Johnson Motorsports. Skippy, he's the one that's been working on that. Skippy, he's a bad dude, too. But uh, Which cars were you planning on taking to Langley? You said that you were thinking well, about maybe going well, to Langley this year. Th- this, I haven't talked to Roy about Not this. Not that but one, probably. What we were going to do is Sonny, the, the 20 and the 11 are supposed to run Shenandoah. Okay. Okay. And then I have another car, 22, which I bought this car to be driver experience car. And Sweet Pea Hayes, he he runs a sportsman, number 22, at uh, Saluda, or Virginia Motor Speedway. Mm. And um, he can drive, too. And, and I told Sweet Pea, I was like, man, if you get a wild hair, I said, put this thing together. If you can make it decent, you can run some races at Shenandoah. So he and John Bray, they've been busting their tail on that thing. And um, it, it really, it's looking, it's a good looking car. And uh, he's going to run some races at, at Shenandoah. Uh, Roy's supposed to run some races at Shenandoah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Sonny's going to run some races at Shenandoah. My brother, 62 years old, won a race at Shenandoah last year. That's awesome. 62! And it wasn't a gimme, man. He was fast. So. Yeah. Um, but, and the late model field will probably be pretty big there this year. I think so. They're going to have some cars. Um, Herman Gant. Still got it going on, you know what I mean. He and Skippy worked on it, and Herman set it up. And Herman, Sonny's driving works to Herman's setup. Two old guys, and they they dialed it in, and it was it was really it was really awesome to see him win. I mean, I was couldn't believe it. it was, yeah, I mean that is cool though to see you know two old guys still getting it done because it's like kind of like what Roy was saying like. I think we could still do it, you know what I mean? And it's it's exciting. Man, Roy's in good shape, it's man. It's exciting to think, and then it's more exciting when it actually works and it, you make it happen. Well, well, Jimmy Walker, I don't know if you remember Jimmy Walker, the flag man at, at uh, Southside Speedway. No, I just know Jody. I don't right. even know him. I just, that's as far back as well, I've been. Well, Jimmy Walker, he was the flag man. And he, he left for a couple of years. He was uh, doing a deal with ARCA and K&N and all that. But uh, this year he's going to be race director at Langley, and he called me up and he's like, "Man, what do you think? You think y'all can run some races?" And I'm like, "Hmm." So now my brain is whizzing around because we have a couple of Harringtons sitting around, maybe dropping a Harrington over in the 11 car and getting Roy to run some races at Langley. That would be cool. I would love to put something together that you had Roy and Bugs and maybe. Get Franklin Butler and Brandon Butler and all these, and Curtis Markham, get him there, and just mm-hmm. have a, a cool race at Langley with all these guys. Yeah, and Langley is also a stacked field, but I think that um, Southside guys stand a better chance at learning Langley a little easier because it's so flat. Man, if you can win at Southside Speedway, you can win anywhere. I agree, but I think that Langley is more challenging of a track to where the driver comes into it a little bit more. Maybe not in a late model. I'm sure Dominion's super tough. I'm just saying it's so flat. It's so slick. When, you, when so you're used to driving 383 stroker motors with 8-inch tires on a worn-out racetrack with no banking. Doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah, that that's that's just standard operating procedure anywhere else. Yeah. And, uh, so, and I don't know how they do it. But. I don't know. I was just thinking the flat surface of Langley would tend to the Southside Speedway drivers a little bit better. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I just didn't know if you know which cars and stuff like that, but you said you might be a quite a few of them, but we'll see how it goes, how it plays out. Yeah. Do you like, which, what do you like better, Dominion or Langley, viewing-wise? Dominion's obviously a lot closer. You said it's, you're almost as close I mean, to I, Dominion I, as you are to Southside, yeah, so that's I, I crazy like, to me. 
I like Dominion. Uh, the thing about Dominion, man, that's a fast track, mm-hmm. and there are no small wrecks there. Mm-mm. So, you know, I'm just hoping that everybody uses their head this year. Golly. But yeah, they, they pack some speed there. Mason always does, but it's not always up to the driver. And especially with the stacked fields they have, like Mason, you said. I feel like Mason is a, is a really clean driver. He's a good – tell you how Mason came about. This is pretty interesting. When I first met him, he was a little kid. Okay. That's what he told me when he was on here. He said he was a little kid and he wore a suit to go get sponsors and he was like 15 he, years old. He showed. Like, he, I remember he showed up and Thomas Stinson was whipping the crap out of everybody in Modifieds. It was it was just ugly. He beat the mess out of them every week. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And then this little kid shows up out of nowhere. Oh yeah. And he moves him out of the way and wins. And we were all like, "Who is he?" Yeah. And oh, then, I remember. And then he blew up the motor and then disappeared. Okay, never came back. I wished I had known him then. We would have given him a motor. How old was he then? I don't know if I remember 16. that. Sixteen. Okay. Okay, so uh, so he skips the whole next year, saves up, and this is where this is where you got to tip your hat to this kid. He's smart. I do all the time. Yeah, he, he has a work ethic. He has a work ethic about him. Saved his own money and bought a motor, and then came back the next year. And uh, and won and the a, championship. Well, he ran out of money three quarters of the way through the season. Was leading in points, and then uh, Greg Fernandez at Imperial uh, uh, Repair, yeah, whatever. Everybody the, knows Greg. Yeah, Greg. He stepped up. My brother at Commonwealth Plumbing stepped up. Hernandez Contractors, Greg Holt at Finer Homes, um, C.R. Phillips Electrical. We all stepped up and we pitched in enough money to get Mason to finish the season, and he ended up winning the championship. Yeah, and these are problems maybe I just didn't know at the time, but it, a lot of the racing community probably wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Like the guy leading in the championship, you know, points is running out of money. Obviously, he's he at was the time they were, sixteen they were, or seventeen years old, so it's believable that he's trying to do it on his own and he's right. running out of money. But right. um, I'm glad y'all backed him because he, you know, should have already been backed before well, that, not by y'all, but just you know, well, he, he had the talent and he was already leading in points. But well, here was the interesting thing: is all right, we we were running for points with Steve Zuskin. Okay, in the '71 car, and we were right up there. We were battling Dotson tooth and nail, man. And uh, so we were bringing the second car to the racetrack, the '20 car. Yeah, when it was just, yellow and orange. Just in case something went down, we would have that car there. So this car is a good car. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a it's a really nice car, but it's not the main car, and it wasn't receiving the attention. So I tell always him, differences, right? So I tell Mason, I'm like. Hop in that thing and qualify. He's like, what? You want me to qualify? I like, yeah, qualified. So he hops in it, and he qualifies uh, outside pole. Mm. Outside pole. Never been in a late model In the backup before. car. In the backup car. Zuskin qualified four. Ooh. I was like, whoa. What did Zuskin have to say about this? Nothing. Everybody was scratching their head. and uh, So he gets out there, and he runs the race, and he's running a solid third, and with like eight laps to go, the freaking distributor broke. Ugh. So he was going to finish third. So then and there, I, I mean, I really had my my interest. I, I never, I've never liked little. I've never not liked young guys driving for me. Yeah, I've always gravitated towards the old guys. You know, I like, I like, you know, I like racing with people I generally can hang out with, and mm-hmm. you know, my age group. I'm not looking for a young hot she, but you know, he he won me over. Saw he could do it. Yeah. But but you know I've, but I've grown to love the kid man I really have I, he he works for me now and uh, you know I've just seen him grow from a a kid to a to a young man a young still, man a smart still young, young man but yeah very smart and like you said um, 
him and Tyler Hughes. I don't know Tyler Hughes' situation, but just when Mason was telling me the stories just about him buying the modified, I never figured that that was his own modified motor and all that kind of stuff. So right. um, just being, you know, I never knew any of those stories. So he's telling me, I'm like, dang. And that's why, like I said, I asked him if he wore a suit to the thing. He's like, yes, which is, it's awesome. I that's mean, when, when, when I was, like, hit, when I was, I was his age, that. I was drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was playing in a hair band. Oh, yeah, a I was ball, laying man, in a ditch and, somewhere. You know, yeah. So I, I wouldn't have had any anywhere near the the professionalism or exactly. I didn't have any of that. Brains so, to. Yeah, so it, it's a good thing. And um, he, he's going to, you know, as long as I'm owning race cars, I intend for him to be driving for me. So, you know, that's. That's the main deal. Um, I know he'll be excited about this segment. You religious guy? Yes. You're the one that does the. Uh, I'm not in the pits. Y- y'all do like a. Um, we we would do pit, the the uh, late model prayer. We would get everybody together and uh, anyway and and just pray for. And, and it's the, always really cool. It's just like I'm not like I said. I'm not in the pits to actually be a part of it. Well, I see John Bray. John Bray was in on that. Um, um, he. You know, we talk about the Lord a lot, and, and Zuskin as well, and and we would always we didn't do it as much last year, and, and it kind of got away from us. And you know, you gotta you gotta keep the Lord. Last in what year you at do. Dominion, I mean, uh, yeah, before Tuesday. last. Okay, okay. That uh, it still feels like last year. I know, dude. I've said that a couple times Golly. today, maybe even during this podcast. I keep on. I've done it like a bunch. I'm I'm in mourning over the track, man. I I tell you, I have 20 years invested, not a no championship. In 20 years, man, I've had, like, finished second, third, I don't know how many times, over and over and over, never could get the championship, man. That's just. How did you get your start? I guess you said your brother's. My brother's, uh, my brother, Sonny Allen, he drove in the, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So. Actually, eighties and nineties. And it was, it was probably in the early nineties. I started helping him and, and then he just didn't have the money to run. Mm -hmm. He didn't. So. Uh, golly, he um, he just got in a crash real bad with Lynn O'Neill, and and he just sold the car. He said, "I'm done. I can't. I can't do this anymore." So, man, I always was like, you know, my brother's a race car driver, never won a race. You know, I'm lead singer in rock band. You know, and you know, we all have our identities. My other brother, he's a football coach that that won little league championships. He's really big into that, and I'm thinking, dang on, man. My my older brother, he's a race car driver, never won a race. Well, that didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went into business for myself in 98, did, took off, man. Business did really well, took off. And I did this, did this job, and the guy paid me 10 grand cash. And I was like, we would burn the hawk. This is your first electrical business? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I went out, and I, I tried to buy Denny Hamlin's car, Ooh. okay, he had a grand stock, but Michael Perkins had bought it before I got to him. Ah. So uh, the car that actually won was a 71 uh, Shea Stamper owned it, and Billy Morris had been driving it. it. It won the race, but Denny was faster, okay, and he was he was up his butt. Well, anyway, so I said, well, hell with it. Let's, let's call that guy up and buy his car. So we called him up, and, and I went and bought the car. And my wife, she was so pissed off. She's still mad. It's 20 years later, and she's still mad. About that? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. The, the old, uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. That yeah. don't work. That's no. not true. Yeah, not yeah. when it comes to your wife, man. Yeah, That's 20 bad years now of forgiveness, huh? No, she's still mad. Working out. Still mad about Hopefully it. Hopefully she's not watching now. She'll be fuming oh, when she's you're probably watching. She's probably watching. She's mad right now. But 
No, but uh, so anyway, we got the car and we went out there. Man, we didn't know shit from Chinola, to be honest with you. We didn't know what we were doing. I didn't know what crossweight was. We went out there. We were we really didn't. So Jerry Dance, he was helping us out some, and and for the first two years with Sonny, we were uh, we were probably a sixth, seventh place car, and it was a big field of cars back then. It was, it was probably she. 20, 22 cars yeah. at the time. And um, so anyway, what what turned it all around was Richard Davis. He's the crew chief of the 22 car uh, owned by Greg Holt, driven by Justin Martz. Yeah. Um, we were all a group. You know, we all we all stay close. We all help each other. But we we're a group, kind of like all you U-car guys are, <laughs> you know. But anyway, Richard came over and he fixed their bump steer. Mm. We didn't know what it was. We, yeah. Bump steer. I don't, I don't even know, know what it is now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, he got it. It makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we fixed that. Man, the car took off. And then uh, we we came on at the end of 02. And in 03, Sonny started winning some races. And this was in the Grand Stocks, but that wasn't, that's not the Grand Stocks of well, today. That's we, like the late models of today. We started as Grand Stocks. Because the Grand Stocks back then were Chargers, right? No, we were Grand Stocks. And then they got rid of the late models, okay, and they made the Modifieds the premier division, and they called us late model sportsmen. Yes. Okay, that little era of that. And then, you know, they get, don't get a lot of credit because a lot of the big names says, we're not going to run this, you know. It's like, oh, I wasn't running against nobody. But, you know, we were running against Chris Ward. We were running against Michael Greathouse, running against Johnny Eversall. You know, those yeah, guys. Yeah, the racing's good. The racing's good. It yeah. Who you're running against. I so, mean, people that get around that track every week will figure yeah, out. Yeah, Michael Greathouse. Run. My God, he's probably one of the best drivers ever. He's the K95 car back in the day? No, no, no. That was Shane Lockhart. Lockhart, yep. Mike Greathouse was number 77. Yeah. The rare car owned by, God rest his soul, Harry Greathouse. Loved Harry Greathouse. Can we but, just spill uh, two sips out for him or anything right yeah. now? But anyway, uh, yeah, Harry, he, he was a trip. But, uh. But anyway, back in that era, we, we ran, you know, and we did well with that. And then uh, Sonny and I, we, we, we kind of got mad at each other for a little small spell, and he quit racing. So I got I called up Zuskin. Zuskin, John Bray and Steve Zuskin had pitted next to us, and we, we become friends. Zuskin and I, we hit it off. He's just. I've never met him. He is the coolest guy you will ever meet. Steve he doesn't Zuskin. have Facebook though. He's not watching right oh, now. Oh, he's on there. Is he? He's okay. on. I, I doubt he's watching this, but he gets on there and bitches about <laughs> Democrats. You know yeah. what I mean? But he gets political on there. Oh that's yeah, about it. Yeah, a little bit. Or, or maybe he, if he's lost his dog, he'll post, "Hey man, I lost my dog." <laughs> but uh, you want to talk about a driver? Yeah. Zuskin can wheel. He yeah. can. I mean, I've been on the radio with him, and I've just watched him. He can. He gets it done. He's been getting around there a long time though, too, huh? I guess you could say that. I mean, he was what rookie of the year in '99, so not not really. I mean, yeah, no. He he's always just been a good driver, right? Right out. He just from the beginning. Some guys just have it. Yeah. Some guys just have it. You know, I've always I've always had this saying that I told people that you could take a hundred people and put them in a race car, and if you coach them enough, you know, probably ninety of them will will turn times, but only be like ten of them. That had that little extra, extra something something, yeah. And Zuskin, he has that little extra something something. But uh, 
So anyway, Zuskin and I, we, we had our little spell of running together, and, and then I got out of it for a few years and uh, and then got back in it. Um, Joe Scarborough drove for me. Now, you talk about a wheel man. Joe, he can get it done in anything. I don't know him. I just had him on Facebook like oh, two God. days ago. He he would be great on this show, but Joe. He might be watching right now because he invited. He, he, he accepted the uh, invite or whatever. He he probably will. He's he's a God. You talk about a driver. That's probably my. Other than not winning a championship at Southside Speedway in twenty years, uh, not winning a race with Joe Scarborough hurt hurt bad. Not winning one with him. That was because we had a brand new car, and. I'm almost ashamed to say why. There's a reason why. It was so stupid of why we... we you don't have to be bashful for me. I mean, well, let me nobody's watching this thing anyway. Yeah. No. How many people are watching? Do you have a count? No, don't worry about it. No, anyway. <laughs> but uh, what happened with Joe, man? It was crazy. Two. Oh, really? No. Joe, Joe he... Uh, he drove for me. We had such high expectations. Brand new car, brand new motor, brand new everything. Top notch stuff, man. And uh, we had bought a bunch of brand new wheels. And mixed in the wheels were four wheels with three inch offsets that we didn't know about. So we would set the car up and go out there. And these wheels would get mixed up. So he might have one with a three inch offset over here. As opposed to what? A uh, four inch offset. Okay, it's so only an inch difference. Yeah, but you have. Well, I didn't know two, what you normally have. have yeah, let me yeah. tell you what happens. If you have. Well, I'd say just if you have a no offset and then you have a three inch, I'm like, there's no way y'all didn't notice that. And you well, put it on the car, but yeah, yeah, if it's compared to a four, it's a little right, bit. Right, it, it was just a little bit, but you have two inches. If your rear end is two inches wider than the front end, let me tell you what That'll that car will do. It will shove like you have never seen a car shove in your life. Yeah. And it would and the car would be good and then it would go to crap and then we'd be and it was and this kept going on and on and on and we were we were losing our mind and we started changing this, changing that. And finally we just decided to check our tread width and we were like really wide in the rear end and, and sweepy at the shop he goes The wheels are different. We freaked out, man. We went and we found them. It was like, man, and and put big orange X's on them. But, you know, by that time, you know, we had. The the damage is done. Yeah, the season was almost over with by the time we realized those wheels were mixed in there. And it was just, it was just horrible. It, yeah, you swap the front and the back. You're like, can you imagine? Really loose can you, now. Can you imagine having a brand spanking new car, brand spanking new driver, brand spanking new motor, brand spanking new everything? And Tires and wheels? <laughs> and and then and then have something like that, just something as stupid as that, that, that you're not crazy. that you're not even thinking about looking at, you know. Yeah, and, that's wild. And then bust you. It was awful. I wonder how, like now that makes me think. How often does that happen? Like stuff like that happens more than you probably would know. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, because you know, when was this? When did this happen though? Nineties, two thousand. I think it was two thousand fourteen. Okay, I believe it was. 14 or 15, I forget. Damn. But anyway, now Joe, now here's a little something about Joe. The coolest, nicest human being you have ever been around. Joe with. Scarborough, this Joe, is? Joe Scarborough just really is. But he's a badass remote control racing guy. Oh, really? He he's beats the mess out of those guys. 
with the remote control. With I mean, like good. Xbox and stuff like that? Did he do any iRacing or anything? No. I don't, well, I think he has done that. I don't, I don't know. But I know he, he gets his jollies, like little cars, man. He sets them up with his own little deals and goes out there. And these guys, man, they get serious. Yeah. If it's racing, they'll show up. But you're talking about RC cars. RC cars. You said right. remote control, but when I think remote control, I'm thinking about video games. Video games. My bad. Yeah, yeah, so you're saying straight that's up RC cars. Straight up RC cars. He's really good at that, and that's his okay. his thing. And he's doing that now because he 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 uh, he quit racing because we started out. Um, or that was 2015, I think we ran, and then 2016 he ran like the first race, and then he ran a modified race and got in a wreck at uh, what was it? it Might have been Dominion. Oh, that's not good. And um, it wasn't a bad wreck. But what happened is he backed into the inside wall. Him and Rudy got into it, and he banged his head up against the seat, and he gave him a concussion. Oh Lord! But it was probably his fifteenth concussion. And uh, yeah, man, he's just been through the years, and he was just like, you know what? Because you know, when you get one, you get them easier and easier and easier. And he yeah. just said, he just called me up and said, man, I'm, I think I'm done. I'm not. I'm not going to drive anymore. Yeah. It, it scared him. So then. Called up Zuskin. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you want to ride? He's like, he showed up. But actually, long story short, is th- he down to ride all the time? Could you wh- call Zuskin now? And be like, hey man, well, you want to no, race tomorrow? No, no. Let me let me back up there. Um, to be fair, uh, Zuskin won the first race. Okay, that year, and we finished second to him. And we were faster, but we couldn't get by him. And um, and then. You know, Zuskin comes over after the first race. Joe's out, so Zuskin jumps into my car, and you know, it's better funded, newer car, and we had a good season. He we won some races. Really? Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And then and then he ran like the next year. He ran that full season as number thirty-seven because I wouldn't let him change the number. And that's one of your numbers. That's How Joe's many? number. Oh okay. I never, I never, I don't have a number. I don't have a number. I've always let drivers run their numbers. Oh, really? You kind of let them pick? Other yeah, than they, that year? Well, well, no. 37 was Joe's number. and then you Joe, said you didn't let Joe Zuskin. lost the seat. So when Zuskin got in it, I said, we're going to finish the season with Joe's number. Yeah, yeah. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. And then uh, and then we changed it to 71. It's nice of you to even allow them to change it to whatever they want to when it yeah, comes I don't, time. You know I don't I mean? give a crap about number. 05 is the worst number I've ever seen in my life. Hideous, Mason. Hideous. God. I'd be like a 09. Now you got to wear it on your jacket like and stuff. 05. 09. Who is that again? Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of 90, John Goyne. 09 is a... Uh, there is an 09. What's the na- guy's name? I have no idea. 09 late model, isn't there? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Man, I, I can't had, remember either. I, I sit down and try to remember all the numbers that my cars have had on them through the years. and it's, it's been Do you a remember lot the night of the light pole incident? I do. That was a that great. That was when I was in Grand Stock for that one year. That was a great That was a great night. Eddie yeah. and Eddie and Zuskin, they, <coughs> they put on a show. Yeah, and it was uh, Lipford, I think, that went up and actually hit the light pole. That's right. Knocked it down. That's right. Um, yeah, I think we raced last that night or something, and it was just, it was so late by the time we actually went. And obviously, all the crowds, because they, because right. you're an electrician, they contacted you to pretty much, I've made jokes about this on the podcast, you might have seen. <laughs> I'm like, Chris pretty much just walked over there and said, yeah, it doesn't look very good. Everybody out the stands and go down there. I'm like, there wasn't really much decision to make. They were like, let's get an electrician over here. It's like, 
that's a light pole and like bleachers. Like he, he there's Alum, no, there's alum, no protocol. Aluminum, for this. aluminum stand with the, you know, all the wires to yeah. the light pole going over. I'm like, he's not going to be able to make an exec- executive decision like he's been here before. Like maybe, but that, mostly it's just like, yeah, it doesn't look good. Well, it was just funny. It was there. funny because everybody was fighting over that. You know, the guys that were running like crap, they were like, "Oh, we got to call it. This is just dangerous." Yeah. And then the guys that were fast, they were going, "We need to race. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need to race." But uh, but anyway, Wayne Vaughn, he was the funniest one. He goes, "We need to race. We need to race." That dude, he's a racer, man. Yeah. I love him. But uh, but he uh, he was the one that got in. I think Steffi's ear. I think Chris Steffi and Gary Fox got in an argument over that. Well, all in all, you made the right call. Nothing happened. Everything was Nothing safe. Nothing happened. You know. We won. Everybody could see. I mean, you can't see out there anyway. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Yeah, everything was good. I just wanted to – I figured you'd remember it. I just remember, like – I just remember I didn't know you at the time. And I was like, oh, the C.R. Phillips electrical guy. I guess that makes sense. But I was like, I don't know if he's going to know anything about power lines and bleachers. But I guess an electrician would know better than anybody else maybe. Um, what about your favorite uh, uh, NASCAR driver's – Back in the day, and then today. Well, that's funny. That's a that's an interesting. I was a huge Ernie Irvin fan. Hmm. I mean, I loved Swerving Irvin. Swerving Irvin. He. I forgot about that nickname. When he when he drove for Junie Donlevy, okay, and I think he finished third at Daytona. That was when I first got into racing. I thought that was awesome. And then, and then he ended up getting the Kodak ride, and that was that was cool. And then I started getting into the manufacturing. Like that one over there, kind of. That was a drag car, but yeah. Yeah, the Kodak car. Rick Wilson, that thing didn't run with a crap. Ernie mm-hmm. got in it. It woke up. Yeah. It was an Oldsmobile. I wasn't crazy about that, but it was GM, so I could I could deal with that. Yeah. And then they went to the Chevy Lumina, and it was it was awesome, man. Ernie. And then he had his little spell where, you know, he was wrecking everybody, or wrecking the field and, and had to apologize to everybody because he was really aggressive. And then when Ernie went to a – Went back to a Ford in the 28 car and all that. Man, I, I really struggled with that. I struggled. I was such an Ernie Irvin fan that if he wrecked out, I turned TV off. I was done. Yeah, what is up with, uh, and don't take this the wrong way, what is up with the older generation being so manufacturer? Because it actually meant something back, back then. In the day. Almost okay. gave up. Almost gave up NASCAR when Toyota came in. It's like, Toyota? Yeah, I know. What the hell, Toyota, them Japanese up in here, man? No yeah. way, man. But it's just, I don't know. Like, I always hear about that. Like, he went to a Ford. It's like, nowadays, if you've got no ride or, you know, an extra couple million dollars sitting on, you know, if, if you're if you're sitting there as uh, some lower-tier Chevrolet team and Penske calls you, you don't go, no, nah, it's a Ford team. No, you know what it, I mean? But back no. in the day, you did. Hey, not, not everybody. And that's Jeff why Gordon, you got judgment. Jeff Gordon was a Ford guy. Ford guy, remember? And Ford was Hendrick. all behind him. And Hendrick gave him, gave him the ride. Now yeah. he's a Chevrolet. But were people offended about that at the time? I was too young to. Oh, yeah. That Ford was, big. was pissed off about that. I mean, and, and there was not, not a bigger tie-in than Bill Elliott and Ford. Okay? Mm-hmm. It used to be. They were. I mean, that was a big deal. Yeah. And Ford kind of. Dog, dog Bill Elliott because he tried to get Chase Elliott, I think, or get Ford to back him, and they wouldn't do it. Really? And you see where Chase is now? Yeah, winning he's championships with she- in a Chevrolet. Yeah. So they should have done that. Uh, I'm not sure if he's most popular driver or not. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They probably should have done that. That was stupid. Yeah. But uh, but the driver I like today, golly man, how do you not like Kyle Larson? 
Well, I like Kyle Busch, so I mean, and, well. How do you like Kyle <laughs> Busch? <laughs> Good question. I like him when he's got his helmet on. Um, Man, you you gotta have you gotta have the bad guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy's got to wear the black hat. He hey, doesn't seem to mind. Chris Dodson, like he said it best. If you want to be an outlaw, you got to shoot somebody every oh, now and yeah, again. You know what I mean? But, so, you know, I I think I I love Kyle Busch the same way I love Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the heels and Chris wrestling. Dodson was wearing a Ric Flair shirt that night. I don't know. Was it? No. Yes. Oh my God, I, I meant to bring it. it up on the podcast. I, I feel it. like I, I I failed the entire podcast because I forgot to bring up the fact. You know, talk about his shirt that he wore. He wore over a Ric Flair shirt, and I never even brought it up. I mean, I brought well, it up before the podcast, but well, I have Mason. He he's he's watching Ric Flair videos so that if he wins, that he has, I told him I said there's so many of these little young kids with a you know I'd I'd like to thank my sponsors and you know this is a really good color team but I just uh, I might want to hear that crap I said he needs to get out there and be the diamond ring wearing Rolex wearing jet flying wheeling yeah dealing. yeah if you can, said, if he can think of that or if he can remember all that I always do the woo when I get out of the car but I never do the whole saying because uh, I'd never be able to remember it but um, he needs to at least do the woo I when think he gets he out in victory lane and he's standing he well, needs let's, to let's hope he gets the opportunity to do that let's hope and pray well we're planning on that That's we're planning on that just let you know no pressure Mason you know no pressure but but get the victory lane interview so when you do the interviews man it's just got to be a Got to be wide open. Yeah. You know, that would be no, cool, like I said, if you can pull off the whole wheeling, dealing, girl stealing. Pull off something, man. Yeah. Some kind of person. But it's true. All these young kids, man, the little little eye racing guys, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know. But you're a Kyle Larson fan, all in all, you said. I like Kyle Larson. I like Kyle Larson because I just thought it was. This is a cat that, that, you know, granted, he said what he said, and it wasn't yeah. malicious. He was just, he dropped the end bomb, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And it wasn't even anything meant by it, um, I don't think. And yeah, then, yeah. And then in this world's political correctness, he had to go to sensitivity training, got, yeah, yeah. got canned for a year. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a new question on you. Old school, we went way back in the day. New school, you know, you're talking Kyle Larson. What about, because Kyle Larson's only been around five or ten years, but we got a lot of people in the field that have been long around longer than Kyle Larson. Who was it before his era? Probably, he, he, he started in you Cup know, probably really, seven years I really years didn't ago. have any. I mean, I like, there was drivers I liked and drivers I didn't like, but, um, but I mean, I'll be honest with you. Kurt Busch. Favorite. <laughs> I, met, I met Kurt Busch. He's a little, he's a little. They're all little tiny guys, really? man. I thought he was, you know, you look at him, you think he's tall and lanky. Yeah, when you meet he's, a horse jockey, he's like. He's a little, he's a little yeah. tiny guy. I was surprised by that. Um, you know, there's 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 ones I like, ones I I dislike. But, um, you know, I always liked Clint Boyer. I thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's but totally but honestly, when you're in, you know, when you're in your own racing and in your own little racing world, I, I don't. You know. Well, I'll say we can go through that too, but that might take a long time, which is not a problem with me. I don't want to keep you all night, though. But who would be like your favorite local driver? You can just go of all time. Usually, I go through divisions, but Ooh. you might not know some of the lower divisions. My favorite—I can tell you who I think some of the greatest drivers, other than Mason Bailey, obviously your favorite. Obviously, Southside Speedway, great drivers, um, late models that I know of. Um, and I know you're about to pick me, but it's not allowed on the show. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, 
you car drivers, absolutely. You Chapman, all you boys, yeah, man. I do make that it, a thing. Usually I go to the division when I bring up man, you car, I say done. you're not allowed to pick y'all me. Get so it done. Bud Allen, man, you gotta tip your hat to that cat, man, what oh, he's yeah. done for what he's done for the U car. He he turned them into race cars, real yeah. deals. And I, and and it makes me proud when the South Side U cars show up at another track and beat the crap out of other the local guys. They need to let them know you got you you want to run with us boys, you gotta step up your game. Mm-hmm. But but the guys Langley at, and Dominion this the, year. The guys at Southside Speedway probably that I know of, there there are I mean there are if you go back to the eras of the Franklin Butlers and the C J Johnson yeah. and all that. It could be of all time. It doesn't have to be yeah. So don't limit yourself. Well, well I'm just reason. going I'm just gonna go what I know um of of late model drivers. You know, of course Michael Greathouse, I've seen him do some crazy stuff, man. He was bad to the bone. Chris Ward Oh my God! Chris Ward would show I up. The name. Chris Ward would show up with a junk car and beat the mess. Won like two championships with the leftover car and the Ron Roberts subpar equipment. Flip. Yeah, and he he just beat the mess out of everybody. I like probably the, the best, best drivers out there would be would be. You can't take anything away from Chris Dotson, mm-hmm. um, Eddie Johnson, uh, Billy Morris. Holy crap! Really, Billy Morris. Oh my God! Yeah. Billy's bad to the bone. Oh, I believe it. I've seen him, you know, do a lot. It's just uh, my timeline, and uh, depending on what the night is like, I might be racing right after late models or whatever, depending right. on how long ago he's been running. But um, so I just I don't always keep up with him as much as I'd like to, and I notice that more and more as I go through like some of these podcasts. I'm like, um, I, I definitely know the name, and I know that he's successful. I just um, I can't put him on, or I don't, I don't envision him with the Eddie Johnson and. Uh, Chris Dotson, no offense to him, but just because of my own timeline, mostly what I remember is those two guys, uh, maybe Chris Hopkins or something like that, but really mostly those two guys. Yep. Well, well, Chris Hopkins, I was going to bring him up, is just insanely great driver, man. And, yeah. and, and these guys, man, I, I, these guys could hop in in cup cars, I believe, and run with anybody out there, you know. Yeah. Well, they did during the Denny Hammond Short Track Showdown. Not in cup cars, but... I talked to because Chris Hopkins came on the show too, and I talked to him. Well, Chris Hopkins, some, he knows what to do too. But anyway, yeah, yeah I talked to both of them about just kind of like what is what is it like when you're actually running with Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin? You're you know beating doors and you know Ben and Fenders, these guys out. What of, was that? What was the answer? I'm very curious. They said it's no different. You don't. No, they think don't about care. It. They yeah. don't even think about it. Just, just like racing. what color the paint is on the outside of the car when you're on yep. the inside. And that's exactly. None of it right. matters. Don't even matter. Yeah, it's not like you can see his face while he's. You know, I mean, you're just running it like it's another car. Yeah, Hopkins, man, I have a. I have a lot of respect for that guy. I remember uh, when he was working at Stock Car Products, man, and uh, man, I didn't understand shocks. I mean, I really didn't. I was struggling. And this, he was cool enough. He took me in the, I guess it was their break room or something. They had like a whiteboard. And he just started drawing and explaining to me, and he was just really put it in layman's term. And I left out there with a whole different understanding, a whole stronger understanding of shocks. You know, and a lot of people have have helped us through the years. You know, but uh, Chris Hopkins is one I've always. Yeah, because he's a great driver, but he's also a great you know setup guy. Great driver, great, great setup guy, great great uh, spotter, great anything to do with racing. He's yeah. he's badass. But uh, um, golly, modified drivers. Oh no, we still stick on late models. You know, of course, Roy Hendricks. Chris Dotson said something in your interview that was spot on, and I'll see if I can remember. He said if if he could 
have the intelligence of Shane Lockhart, mm-hmm. okay, which is exactly right. Yeah. He said if he could have the ability to, to work traffic like Roy Hendricks, mm-hmm. okay, uh, the ability to save his equipment like like uh, Eddie, Eddie Johnson, yep. okay, and the desire to hate losing like Wayne Patterson, mm. I mean, that's the perfect race car driver. And it just it just struck me that he was just so in tune with with yeah, called those called exactly those four guys out and it was just on the money. You know? I didn't know if he had it written on his hand and I'm like, dang, that was a really uh for me good to re- answer. for me to remember it. No, you know I know what I'm talking I mean? about him when he answered that, I'm like, damn, that was a really uh it's almost like he read my thing before I asked it. It was like, wow. I couldn't believe that he uh, got that out so easily and so quickly. It was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty uh well thought out. But Dotson man, he's a trip. That guy he uh, on the racetrack, he's a wild man. I mean, he's intense. He is intense on the racetrack when he's there, but there is not a single person out there that would do anything. He would give you anything and help you in any way possible. And oh, he's I, the coolest, one of the coolest it, guys you'll ever meet. Well, it's just interesting to me that he has, you know, like that Jekyll and Hyde thing about him. But, you know, y'all respect it. And I, I think it. racing is ten times better because I'm, I, I heard, I don't know if he don't have – Facebook, but uh, I already he sold his stuff. Did he? I don't know. I hope not. Well, when he said when he was on here, he said he would, you know, have much in the plans, but I'm sure he didn't sell everything. I hope he. I like, you know, I like racing with him. I like to, I like to see him show up. Some guys like him, you and I don't sell everything. I still got street stock intakes and stuff like that that I'll never. You know how many times? You know how many times I've gotten out of racing? Have you sold it all though? Never. Yeah. See, <laughs> never. He's got something in there. Man, I, I have so much it. leftover stuff. It's like, ah, oh, we might could use that one day. Yeah, I know. But, and I'm a hoarder, too, so that doesn't help. Not really, but a little bit. Um, what's your favorite track of all time? Could be Southside Speedway. Really? What about NASCAR Cup track? It's, it's definitely the short tracks. I would say either Bristol or Martinsville. Yeah. yeah I like I like that kind of racing. And, uh, Even Richmond's good, but it's kind of boring. Richmond, Richmond can be good, or it can be. It's, it's like Dover. Dover is one of those tracks that that it can either be a snooze fest or it can be exciting. You yeah, know? I agree. But yeah, you really can't go wrong with Martinsville, Bristol. I mean, nah, those, Martinsville doesn't matter what package, which cars, what division. It's going to be a good race. And the, and the road courses. I've always said that the road course guys are the. You know, that's they're the, usually the real drivers. I agree. That's the always that, some of my favorite races throughout the year are the road course races. Road courses. And I respect them the more, especially because there's oh, big yeah. heavy cars thrown through there. Back in the day, it used to be the Rusty Wallace or Ricky Rudd. Really? Oh, yeah. It was, it was one of the two of them. And then every now and then, Ernie would snag one or Mark Martin would snag one. Tim Richmond came around. He was really hammering down yeah, for Tim a while. Tim Richmond. Two more, you know. I'm seeing if there's anybody that I haven't thrown. Yeah, at. I was going to say, do you have any shout-outs you want to give or anything like that? Yeah, there's some shout-outs. I see Big D at the top of your page. Is that when you were talking about your Big dog D, there for a while? Man. No, no, that's okay. Big Dave Axon, larger than life, man. Yeah, yeah, Larger than life. We owe a lot to him. Uh, you know, my team, you got Travis Bailey, who is yeah. the tire guy. He's right on it. you got Dave Preston. Lord, What's up, Dave? Love Dave Preston, man. They're not a better person on planet Earth, man. He's a radio guy. He makes sure all the equipment is tight. He's on that. Um, Dan Wilkins, Big Dan, his his role. He keeps the he big keeps bad the, Dan. 
Big Bad Dan. Keeps us in hats and shirts and swag and and helps keep the sponsors happy. And, and, I'll send and, you my address, Dan. There you go. Got Parker and all his gang. See, Parker. Brookfield. Parker Brookfield. He's going to run a Legends car. Right. Yeah, the the twenty six B. I think he's running. He's gonna run Dominion. I, I I don't know exactly where all he's running. I know he's running Dominion, but uh, yeah, he's um he's got he's got a cool little winning. You can tell they're gonna be good because the way they approach it, man. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna be good. Parker's gonna get something done yeah, there. Before that, he was just doing the U car for a little while, and then he was helping Mason mostly. Well. Yeah, he was helping. He and Mason, they're friends, and they were doing the eye racing together, and they both are really good at that as well. And then Parker, you know, of course, everybody wants to be a race car driver, and he can drive. He, he He's no slouch. And he got in a U car, and it was a subpar car, though, wasn't subpar it? Subpar car, yeah. You know, like Cameron Trail's old car or something like that? Yeah, that thing, it was a turd. It was like a Hornet from South Boston or something, though. It was just, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was yeah, not fast. Not you know, good. he probably was better off not if he would not well, run it at all. We should just gone back to South Boston with it because it was. I think it won a race or two there. Okay. So that's the same, but granted, it's a long, it's yeah, long drive. It's you don't go all the way to South Boston for no. You know, yeah, but it, yeah. But anyway, Parker, he's going to do well. He's got a nice little team. His dad, Tom, his brother Grant, and um, I forget the long hair boy that works on him. But they got a. I watch them because sometimes I like to just sit back and watch them work. You know, see what they're all doing. And oh, you yeah. said you're, he's not exactly sure he's mostly going to Dominion, or you're not exactly sure. I think he's, where gonna he's going to run mainly Dominion, but but it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't travel travel around a little bit and That's do it. That's the cool thing about Langley's is they can go. Yeah. I mean, Legends is they can go anywhere. Langley, Dominion, Shenandoah, anywhere they want. That's what I appreciate about Legends. I wish they would do that for almost every class. But well, I got to do a shout out to Uncle Rick, Rick Bazulo, man. Rick is the man. Rick is the man. Uncle he's Rick. Uncle Rick, man, he's on top of our stuff, man. He he just takes care of everything, takes care of the trailer, takes care of the car. He's always dependable. He's just he's great help, great help in the pits. And these guys, man, you know, that was that was the struggle with racing with Zuskin is, you know, great driver. He's got one-man crew. And I'm not working on the crap no more. I don't do that. I've, yeah. I'm done with that. I've, my, I've done my years of squirming around underneath them. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. But uh, but that's that's how Mason kind of ended up with the ride is because, you know, Steve didn't, Steve didn't have anybody to work on the car, and he he brought a crew, you know. Yeah. That and, does um, make sense. And, and got a good crew. Another shout-out to, I guess, A&A. You, said, you mentioned Dave Atkinson, but I guess we'll say his uh, that's his company, right? A&A Contractors. Contractors, yep. Bam. And they're the main sponsor on the 05 this upcoming year? Yes, sir. Wow. Right. Yes, sir. What's it, like I said, it's his car, but, oh, I mean, he's he's on all our cars. Um, I got to do a shout-out to Malcolm Case. Okay. All right. His boy's running, uh, I think, a uh, bandolero, or his boy and girl. I know girl. the name or the end of the family. They run the, they run the bandos. I sponsor them. Mm-hmm. And um, he was our crew chief when Sonny was running back in the day. Oh, really? He was a good crew chief. Yeah, he, mm. He, he knew what he was doing, and um, when we started winning, he was... Yeah, he knew Kenny Allen and stuff. That's how I know Kenny Allen and Malcolm have always been tight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why one of his U-cars is, is 87. One I mean, I mean, uh, not, I mean not U-car. Bando is 87, and the other one is 02, because see, the 02... Now, here's the weird thing. All right, I brought these numbers around. When we When we first got going in the early 2000s, it was... It was Sonny Allen, and we got Finer Homes involved, Greg Holt, that yeah. owns the 22, and he got on. And then we ended up with two cars and then three cars. We had 
We had all these. We had a fleet of race cars, and yeah. Finer Homes was their main sponsor. They were really getting deep into it. Yeah. And uh, Greg Fernandez was on the team. Richard was on the team. Um, um, Greg Holt was on the team. We were all like on teams. So what I would do is I would let the crew members run one of the cars. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's like okay, it's your week to run. No, it's oh, your wow. week to run. And your week to run. Well, anyway, Malcolm, he, we were, we were twenty and oh two. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and twenty two. And anyway, so Greg Holt ended up running the twenty two car, and Fernandez ended up running the O two car, which we got the O two. That was kind of like a shout out to Bubba Chisholm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew Bubba Chisholm, but he was... I know the name. And that was the one that had, like, the orange and the red, had, like, a big bowl on the hood or something like that, maybe? Greg Fernandez's O2 car? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, what happened is, like I said, we were 20, 02, and 22. And then when Greg Fernandez kind of branched out to his own team, he took the O2 with him. Okay. And then the same thing with Greg Holt. When he, he ended up building his own he car and we all kind of so that's what i was telling you early Malcolm, on Malcolm case did the same thing when he took the o2 with him now to bandage right that's exactly that's right because cool. that was you know malcolm ran some races in that o2 car he did well you know everybody they all can drive and uh anyway so it's just neat to me when you talk about numbers but yeah but that's how they they went around we used to uh no, when anyone. they win you should ask them for a percentage well, then I'd be, <laughs> I'd be giving some to Bubba Chisholm's family because I got it from him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we. Let's see who else is on my list. What's up, Travis? What's up, John Bray? Mason Bailey's watching. I think I saw Tanner's watching. Um, who? Tanner Griffith. I just named. There's a oh, long I got list you. Of names. Um, Mike Rudy, I know, was watching earlier. I saw that. William McGonigal. There's a lot. It only shows me three at a time, though. They're probably thinking this guy just rattles on, man. Me? I can, or you? me. I, yeah, can, no. I can, I can, little, I can rattle for hours oh, talking dude. about racing. You, you can too. You're on the platform to do it. Like I said, it doesn't offend me. I How much longer do we house. have? I'm at my house. I can go until two in the morning. Man, I can tell you some stories. No, some of them I wouldn't. We can't do on there, <laughs> but they're good shop stories. Uh, but anyway, Justin March is watching. Justin! What's up, buddy? That is the greatest driver that has not won a race yet. Oh, yeah? Straight up. Hmm. Wheel man. And I, I got to admit, he's going to be pissed off. I've never he, met him either. Oh, he can wheel. He, he's got it in his blood. You know how know how I said the 100 drivers and 10 of them have that special thing? He's one of the 10. Really? And he gets it from his uncle. Huh. But Who's his uncle? Curtis Markham. Oh, Bubba, yeah. Bubba Markham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew Curtis Markham. So anyway, yeah, I remember Greg Holt, man. We were at the river, and and Greg was telling me when Fernandez got out of the car that he was going to let Justin March drive the car. And I was like, man, do you really want to do that? It's like, this kid don't have any experience. You're going to throw his ass in a late model? I was like, yeah. it's like I don't know. And I said, you know, Richard Davis always says it's a three-year learning curve, okay? When you get in a late model, it's three years. I said, do you want to – go through a three-year learning curve with this kid for him to drive. I said, you need to grab Zuskin and throw him in it because by this time Mason was driving. I was like, throw Zuskin in that car with that team. I said, y'all will come out of the gate. Swinging, yeah. Badass. And Greg, man, to his credit, he was like, he was like, nope, nope. That boy has been with us, and he has been he is humble, and I just believe in him, and he's going to drive my car. I was like, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. And, uh. Man, he got out there and he could 
He could get yeah. around, man. Oh, hasn't my. gotten the win yet, but it sounds like it's starting to work oh, out. Oh, well, the only reason he hasn't gotten a win is not not the driver. Um, not at all. He has the skills. They 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 struggle with the same thing we struggle with, especially at Southside Speedway with the two tires. Man, you you fight the two tire rule that 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 sometimes it seems like the car runs better on two tires than it runs. And you put four on it, gets so tight you can't drive it. You yeah, know? yeah, were, yeah. You know, and we we were experiencing the same thing. But uh, anyway, nobody now, can win in a tight race car. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get his chance. He's gonna get his chance. He'll win. I look for a lot of wins. What's up for uh, Raymond Patrick Murphy? I don't know. I feel like there's a shorter way to say his name, but I never really exactly know. And I, I just read it right off the screen. But yeah. what's up, Raymond Patrick Murphy? I got to do a shout out to uh, Hayden Townsend too. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always been really. He and Buck, they they've always been really good at helping us design at race cars. You know. Yeah. I come in there and I'm like, man, I think I got this idea. I want to do this. I want to do that. And and Hayden particularly is very patient with me because I'm a very anal retentive on this line needs to be a little bit fatter this one needs a little bit skinnier a little bit more of that and i'm he, the same way yeah he captures my really like that car right there that's that good turned picture. out nice where that who took that picture i have no idea tag whoever took that picture what's up hollywood hollywood patrick yeah patrick murphy i thought that's what it is yeah i guess that's his full name i don't know um the raymond before it the um just delivered some more shirts for Justin. What's up, Matt Cheatham? Um, you, do you have any other shout-outs or anything? I, I think that um, we talked about the tracks. We talked about the drivers. We talked about, you know, pretty much everything. I mean, I don't know what – like I said, do you have any more shout-outs or any stories you want to no, tell anything? Um, I have a pretty cool story of how, how I'm tied into uh, 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 what could have been. This is pretty neat. My uh, all right. My brother is Sonny Allen, right? And his father or grandfather, uh, Garnet Allen, owned the very first NASCAR sanctioned track in the state of Virginia. Really? Yes. It was Virginia uh, Speedway. No, Richmond Speedway, I believe it was. And it was right off 301 and and where 295 is. Yeah, right in the heart of Richmond, like a real. I've seen an old historical picture of this, yep. and I'm like, wow. Well, they own they owned that racetrack, and the interesting thing was is Garnet. You had to know him. He was like a he was a moonshiner. That's where he made his money. He was a bootlegger. Yeah, and um, a lot of them were back then. Yeah, I mean that's what's just what you did. So he was running whiskey and all that, and and so right on the corner of Ackley Avenue and Second Avenue, Big Bill France comes over and has a sit down with Garnet. Oh wow. Okay. And he wants him to invest twenty five hundred dollars, which is a lot of money back then, into yeah. this newly formed organization called NASCAR. Mm-hmm. All right. And Garnet told him he was like, Ain't no damn bootleggers going you can't make no money off that crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? He goes, oh, I ain't gonna do that. And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, we could have been like founding members of NASCAR. Can yes. you imagine? That would have been insane. So, uh, so it was interesting, you know. We were, you know, so it's you know, my brother Sonny and his father raced and owned cars and then and then Sonny raced, uh, you know, and then and then just so it's like three generations yeah. For me and how I ended up stuck in this mess. Yeah, that's what it is. A mess, an addiction, whatever you want to call it. I love it. You know. That's what Dawson said. It hit me like a ton of bricks. He said uh, when we got on the subject of winning, 
And a lot of people say winning takes the fun out of everything, but he had the best. You know, he said it's like a drug. It is. Um, I've never really thought about that until that night, but uh, well, you know, I don't don't drink. I don't drink. All right, I quit drinking. Twenty six years old, so I don't know how many years that's been. It's been a lot. Four years ago. You drinking one now? No, I'm saying four years ago. You're thirty now. Oh yeah, I wish. I wish. Holy crap! I'm not drinking this water. That's what they say about Bud Light. It's water. Yeah, it's like, and I'm 29 now. Don't call me 30. It's offensive. Right on. No, but uh, I will tell you, um, since I've, you know, I don't drink, but there's nothing that gets me excited or makes me have as much fun. Other than winning. Other than racing and winning. Oh, just racing, man. I'm lean in every corner. You know what I mean? I'm, and I and I'm not a driver. Never never really cared to be a driver. We talked about that a little bit one night, uh, too, maybe when Austin Dodge was on or maybe even when Chris Hopkins, I mean, uh, Chris Dodson or Chris Hopkins was on, about how, um, almost how much funner it is to be a spectator, like, especially if you're one of the people on the crew member and you're really, really invested in it. Um, Like, we had Bud comment in one night, and he said he has more fun and enjoys it more, not only just, I don't know, when, when you're driving, it's just, you're not like... Like you said, you're you're turning your head, going in every corner. Like when you pass a car, you're going woo and all this kind of stuff. That's my fault. The thing died. Um, when you pass somebody, you know, when you're spectating, you're literally jumping up and down. When you're inside well, the car, you're just well, you driving. Know, the, the thing about racing, and this this is what I love about racing. Um, drivers get the credit, yes, okay, yeah. and everybody wants to be a driver, but at the end of the day, there is not a single winning team. That it is a team. It literally is a, a team. Yeah. You have to have you have to have somebody that can organize the whole thing, get the money to run. Yeah. You have to have a crew chief to know what to do to it because it's nearly impossible for a driver to make those decisions in the car. Yeah. Um. You have to have the tire guy. You got to have the just the crews to work on the car. I mean, it's a it's literally a team sport. The spotter. Yeah. The whole the whole package has to be complete. Tight. To, to win, so you know it truly is a, a it's a team sport. More yeah. the driver's the one that gets especially all the focus, nowadays, but especially in the higher divisions like where y'all are at, yeah, absolutely. But just even in the lower divisions, just the comparison of like you know it, a lot of times you know a lot of years back in the day it was just me and my brother or just you know I, we've got friends and crew members stuff like that you know a lot of times shout out you know Tanner and TJ and um, but just like I said it, like for there was one year when. I was literally just – I took a year off and was not even really crew chief my brother. You wouldn't even call it that. But I was in the pits. We didn't even have radios. We didn't have spotters, nothing. But just like I said, when you're watching, you're so much more excited and you're like almost more excited about the race. Not necessarily more excited about the win, but the <laughs> lap by lap and watching it and right, everything like that. Right. The nervousness. Before, you're, before a race happens and you're watching, that's the most nervous I've ever been in my life. Before right. a race starts and I'm racing – I don't care at all. Yeah, once once you do it. Yeah, I don't – the week leading up to it maybe, but right before the race starts or yeah. even leading out to the track, like it's like totally like I'm not even thinking about it. Well, but when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, like, you know, the whole time. I tell you, um, being a driver, some people have it, some people don't. Like I said, you got 90 people, 10 of them have that special thing. But when you know you have a really good driver is when you have the you, – you got to watch on them. And they're testing and they're like, 15-0, 15-0, 15-1, 15-0, 14-9, 15-0. It's like, 
<laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. holy crap. And they just do the same lap over Almost and over and over. Time. You know, and, uh, and the U cars, now, I got to give it to you guys. I really have to give it to you guys. I'm, I've been interested in it. I wanted, I wanted to get into it a little bit just to give Bud Allen a run for his well, money. You're in okay, it. you got Michael Frazier running. Michael Frazier, okay, and and so I've been spotting for Michael Frazier and two wins at Dominion. He can drive, mm-hmm. but when he, but but if you with you cars because you have no really power, you can't screw up one single lap. Yeah, it's a momentum. You, you have to run perfect laps every single time. And watching him and Yeah, you scrub the corner once and mess up time. that lap and the lap one after. Time. And and it just amazed me it amazed me at how you know, how perfect you have to be in those cars to do that. It's very technical, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it surprised me and um you know, 'cause I watched it I watched him I watched Michael always shoot the corner and boom, they run up on him. I was like, Wow. Yeah. And I was like, Dude, you and then can't like do that. Yeah, and then your whole back there, there is no motor to power you out of something like that. So yeah, well, the, the whole backstretch and everything—if you do that going to the, you know, turn one. Well, the is Cosby ruined. boys, I'm, I'm helping them too. All okay. right, John, it's Dallas and Dustin. Okay. Yeah, they, they pissed a lot of people off. They're kind of a little bit wild. They didn't piss me off. I don't uh, they, they were a little bit wild. They need to calm down a little bit. Mm. Dustin more so than Dallas. Dallas a little more chilled out, but uh, but they, they, they. They're just trying to find themselves on that, but uh, they, where are they, they running at? This they're year? going to run Dominion. Oh yeah, they got two cars. They're going to run there. So, Sweet. so uh, I'm excited to be part of that as well. They should do good. Do you want to wrap up the show talking about you cars just the way it should be? Absolutely, man. <laughs> racing is racing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, What's has up, it Botox? been an hour and a half? Is um, John Bray on here? Oh, Calvin Hazard. Yes, he is on my list, John. Calvin Hazard, God rest his soul. We need a, we we miss him motor wise, man. I will tell you what, Calvin Hazard, he was electrical inspector. Oh yeah. And um, it's funny, we were on a job site. He was chewing my ass out on a job site, and then he then he's like, I heard you into race cars. I'm like, yeah. So then he starts quizzing me, yeah, <laughs> and he he and and he realized I know what I got. Well, ends up, you know, head electrical inspector. He ends up building motors for me. And we win with these motors. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's the real deal, Holyfield, huh? Yeah, but, but he, uh, golly, he was so sad. The good, this is had a good lord. He, he had lung cancer, right? And um, it was large cell lung cancer, and he, he pretty much had it beat. And then he kind of got pneumonia, and I, you know, I didn't really see it. He, he passed away, but I didn't really, didn't really, we didn't see it coming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he was, he was kind of improving. And um, and anyway, it was funny. He was in the hospital, and uh, he uh, w- we were at the race shop, dicking around, and was nothing, nothing going on. And it was it was Sunny, Sweet Pea, John Bray, and myself. And we showed up to the hospital, and he had been moved into this room, and there was four chairs sitting at the foot of the bed. Oh yeah. And I was like, wow, this is meant to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And we sat there, and it was a good talk, man. We talked racing and talked all that stuff. And uh, and the end of the night, you know, we got up to leave. You know, I reached over and I gave him a hug. I said, I love you, man. You need to get better. And he's like, yeah, I will. And, and then it was like not even a week later he died. Dang. And it just felt like that was one of those moments that when you look back on it, you know that God arranged that specifically 
that that meeting right that there with meeting. four I mean, people I, and everything. Four people and, and and we were we were at the race shop and we were just like you know let's go visit Calvin and we all hopped in the car and just on the spur of the moment went up there and visited him at the hospital and like uh, he did. Yeah, but we miss him. He was a big part of of the team, man, and and you know he he built some beast. So yeah, shout out to him, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad John said that. I wanted him to um that that uh. Reminded me. Shout out Michael Chapman. Shout out Jock Bowl. I don't know who that is. Michael Chapman. A lot of random names. I don't notice those sometimes, which is a good thing. The more names I don't notice on there, the better. Right? How long we got? We still on? Yeah. Well, we, it's been over an hour and a half now. Oh, so we, we're on. We're on extra time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. Hey, no problem, buddy. You got any last minute sponsors or anything? No, nah, no last minute sponsors. Just love all you guys. Love racing. Love everybody in racing. Cool. I appreciate you coming out, dude. I've been waiting for this, and I knew it would be a good one. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no, you didn't. Don't worry. You said you might have talked too much. Trust me, never enough, and uh, I appreciate the heck out of it. Right on. Uh, I come on anytime you want me to. Yeah, you're always welcome, dude. Right on. All right, thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and uh, catch us next week. I'll try to update you with who's coming on and what time and which night and everything like that. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Peace out.